Geeks! Welcome to Geeks, the number one entertainment podcast, coming to you live from Nate's living room. Hey, this is our studio. This is the Tesla's studio. <laughs> Alex, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm your host, Alexander Chard, and today, joining me is Fifty Shades of Grey, Nate Hurst. Put the lotion in the basket. That's Fifty Shades of Gay, right? <laughs> gay! Fifty Shades! That's what we have today in the studio. Studio, in quotes. Fifty Shades of Gay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy! Well, that's that's the start Alex, we're looking stop for. Stop playing footsie with me. <laughs> Let's put our pads back on. That's and, right. Uh, get through this podcast. It's the specialty gay episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gay. <laughs> uh, um, it's just the two of us today. Uh, our our leader Al is still on a reconnaissance mission <laughs> across the border, and is uh, coming back soon. Uh, so yeah, Nate, how have you been? Good, man. Good. What's Working the news? Hard. You have been away. You were away last week with yeah, Al. Yeah, I was away. I was away with Al. Uh, in fact, we did a little video that you can check out, um, yep. which is like a little confessional thing. I look like I'm half chipmunk, half egg in the video, which is a little sad to see where my body has got to at this. You think so? I, which I watched. I watched uh, I part of it. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I, I don't think I. I wouldn't have gone with those. Really? Commas, no. Chip, chipmunk egg. I will, I'll have to go back and watch. Because I'm wearing like a gray shirt. I don't know. I look like Humpty Dumpty. Right. Whatever. Uh, I'm working. Uh, people but yeah, there's find actually that? content there outside of just the way I look. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a vain asshole. That's all I think about. But <laughs> yeah, if you want to learn about what it's like to be a uh, on an indie film shoot, dealing with all the trials and tribulations that that uh, inevitably entails, then check it out. You can find it on YouTube. I think it's going to go up on the We Are Tessellate website. Yeah, it's well. on the yeah, and it's on the We Are Tessellate uh, YouTube page. Cool, cool. Yeah, I thought that was uh, really cool. I watched uh, part of that today. Um, and so, yeah, to give, correct me if I'm wrong, but just to give people a bit of background, it's basically, you guys are doing a video diary of the whole process of making, uh, this first feature, um, Starfish. Well, yeah, like um, definitely Al is, I think I'm yeah. just like in this one, but Al's going to have like other producers and yeah. people. Yeah. As well. Cool. So you won't have to look at this egg every video. You can't <laughs> see it. I'm crying and you can't see it cause we're not recording video. <laughs> Yeah, cool. How have you been, man? What's going on? What's uh, the latest? I have been good. I've been busy uh, with auditions. Um, yeah, that's it. It's been really good. A good uh, couple of weeks for me, just going to auditions, cool. which is nice. It's nice. Uh, yeah, just getting out and getting seen. So, so Melissa said today that the it's like after the pilot season thing, mm-hmm. it's like all the indie features start casting. Yep. So you've got a lot of indie features. For me, I've been going out on a lot of um, commercial stuff which uh, at the moment is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes jam with, with your national, your mm-hmm. recent national. I'll be getting some jam on my next check. Hell yeah. Anyway, it's not about the money. <laughs> but it is about the money. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think you we're sort of moving into that territory now. TV generally now is probably going into its like hiatus before episodic season starts um, right, towards right. the end of summer. Cool, man. Yeah, Very cool. which is when, um, yeah, hopefully I will get a few castings for TV stuff or like auditions, I mean. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what you need, right? You need some like uh, guest star roles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the for people that sort of are wondering what it's like here in LA uh, to kind of get into the industry, I think, yeah, you need you need to build up your credits 
a lot of people will say you need credits to get credits and that's that's part of the game and that's part of the the difficulty so the way a lot of actors usually start off is getting small uh co-star roles or day day players basically where you might have one or two lines uh, and you go shoot on a tv show for a day and that's what i'm aiming for this year sweet man a couple of those so that's a good goal fingers crossed yeah anyway let's move on to what is called nate's blowdown well, nate do you want to start with the movie news or do you want me to start with the game news let's dive dentures out straight into movie news let's do it number one <laughs> Those are the dentures coming out. Borderlands. Lionsgate is moving forward with its adaptation of video game Borderlands, hiring writer Aaron Berg to pen the first script. And by pen, I mean write. Mm -hmm. The project is based on Gearbox Software's popular first-person shooter game that launched in 2009. The Borderlands franchise has sold over 26 million game copies since its launch. That's 26 what? million. How many? Uh, 26. You should listen more closely. <laughs> Arid Productions is producing the film, which some describe as Mad Max in space. Cue guitar solo. <clears throat> Where's our budget? Sources say it's expected to be an edgy, R-rated take on the material. Edgy in terms of uh, risky, not in terms of lots of like cliffs. Well, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> Borderlands is a unique story-driven narrative energy and rich multidimensional characters that position it to become a singular motion picture event, said a statement from the Arids when the project was first announced. Yeah, have you played Borderlands? Dude, I haven't played Borderlands. Tell me about it. What is it? Uh, What's going on with Borderlands? Well, I've only played maybe like a couple of hours of the second one and uh -huh. a couple of hours of the first one. Okay. Um, just because it, I sort of... Yeah, I came to the... They were on 360, both of them. And I sort of came to the 360 quite late, so I didn't really have... The uh, OG Borderlands yeah. experience. Yeah, um, but I recently played Borderlands on my Xbox One, and for a 360 game, it holds up remarkably well. Um, beautifully designed. Um, yeah, fun, fun shooter. Um, yeah, great world. There's also the sort of spin-off series in the... Um, uh, telltale games where it's like you one of those like choose your own adventure kind of oh, stories cool. inside the borderlands world um yeah I, I i don't know much more about it other than that it looks great so but, but you know you it's make like a movie where you, there's like live polling in the theater and people can like vote for an outcome you know what i mean vote for but what like in a theater, like have like a small like button that are like, I want him to be a dick or I want him to do the right thing. Well, there's uh, we talked about it in last week's um, podcast. There's a huge sort of shift now into that kind of interactive um, TV sort of TV slash games, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Quantum Break having that kind of sort of moving in that direction where, you know, the the consequences of your actions reflect are, are reflected in the live action tv episode within right, the game right, right, right. but my criticism of that was that it was sort of almost like a throwaway thing it didn't really have yeah, to do with yeah, the story right, 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 right. um and twilight zone reportedly from what we um shared last week is redeveloping as a tv series in that kind of way in an interactive way where you watch it Whoa. but you choose ultimately dope uh, what direction your episode goes in cool so i feel like it's yeah happening it, it is happening but yeah. i feel like the best way to kind of experience it and for it to work is 
Yeah, like at home, at home, streaming yeah. or on TV. That we are not like held hostage by everyone's, everyone else's decision. <laughs> yeah, and it like, becomes this a, isn't the movie I want to watch. Yeah, like, and yeah. then so then it becomes a complete personal experience. Then there's an old interview with Alfred Hitchcock where he predicts all this. By the way, really? Yeah, That's Alfred cool. Hitchcock like predicted video games and interactive cinema. He was like, in the future, people will be at home watching movies. Except the movies will be decided by the choices that you make on your remote controller. He's like, you're like, damn, Hitchcock, you predicted it. You cocky fuck. <clears throat> you can say that. It just felt like he was in the room just then. I got goosebumps. Did you? That was yeah. incredible, that voice. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Game of Pones. Thrones. <laughs> uh, reputed to be the most pirated television show ever. HBO Game of Thrones is continuing to be a hotly traded item on torrent networks at the start of this sixth season. Uh, on the morning after its season premiere, which was two days ago. Two days if ago. If you're listening. <laughs> uh, more than a million people have already downloaded the episode, reports Torrent Freak. Other news outlets report that the show leaked online shortly before its debut on Sunday night. In past years, HBO has launched services for mobile viewing and for cord cutters and arranged to have Game of Thrones premiered simultaneously throughout the world. Nevertheless, the show continues to get pirated at a brisk pace. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's because the demographic of people who really want to watch Game of Thrones doesn't perfectly align with the demographic of people who would pay for their own HBO Go subscription. <laughs> yeah. So there's, in that kind of discrepancy, <laughs> people turn to such disreputable websites as The Pirate's Bay. Oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Have you never heard of The Pirate's <laughs> no, Bay? No, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, Bethany watches Game of Thrones. I've, I'm way behind, so I didn't, you know... Mm -hmm. I've watched two episodes, maybe of the first season. Okay. So for me, it was like I wasn't getting into the hype because I'm so far behind. I need to kind of catch up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, last night we subscribed to HBO Go, the streaming really? service, because you get a month free. Yeah. Oh, so, right, right. Oh, cool, cool. So you know, it was like, give it a shot. A no-brainer. Yeah. So you you got to watch some of the episodes legally. Did you Legally. watch the Yonsei video that went up? No, I haven't watched that. Everyone's so excited. I can't believe you haven't watched that. I know. I've been seeing all these posts and for a while, it took me a while to understand why people were suddenly so excited about Lemonade. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I was just like, wow. So we've been mixing lemon and sugar and water for years now. Yeah, yeah. What's the big deal? Is it, a, is it a weather thing? Is it like a time of year? Uh, you know, people... People here in uh, LA go mad for lemonade in in April. <laughs> it is the lemonade month. <laughs> well, if you're out there and you're a fan of Beyonce, check out her uh, beautiful full album music video. Is that what it is? Yeah, is dude, it's a crazy uh, cinematic trippy experience with like intermittent poetry sessions, and it's pretty cool. All right, it got a good uh, write up in the New Yorker, I think. Nice one. Anyway, we'll have to go congratulate her when we see her. Next. Yeah. Not the subject for geeks here <laughs> at the table. Twin Peaks, Showtime, and executive producers David Lynch and Mark Frost confirmed the 217 returning and new... Well, I butchered that. Confirmed that <clears throat> 217 returning and new actors on... Okay. Maybe I didn't. I'm missing zero. I made confirmed the 2017 <laughs> returning and new... Act oh, Jesus. The sentence is just Maybe dead. Maybe I uh, butchered the sentence... Um, 
The list of participating actors comes after months of silence from the team behind the beloved series. Among the original actors set to return are David Duchovny, Dutch Avani, Alicia Witt, David Patrick Kelly, and <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, series lead Kyle McLaughlin has already been announced as coming back for the new series, and boy, does he still love coffee. <laughs> this is still the best cup of coffee I have ever had. New cast members include, to name a few, Monica Bellucci, Jim Belushi, Jennifer Jason Lee, Laura Sizemore, Eddie Vedder, and Naomi Watts. Oh, wait, sorry. That was meant to be Laura Dern and Tom Sizemore. Really? Yeah. I must have accidentally <laughs> <laughs> Only the most exclusive and welcomed news for, for you geeks. Anyway, I'm fucking excited about this. It's a, it's a crazy cast list. I mean, that's just uh And Lynch is going to be in it himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you excited? 2017, it's a bit of a wait, but... Dude, I mean, I'm of course I'm excited. I think Twin Peaks is one of my top like five favorite shows of all time. So yeah. I love the show. Yeah. I loved it. And then it left me. Yeah, I like think so uh, I life. need to go back and watch it, I think, because it's been yeah, a long, long yeah. time since I've seen Twin Peaks. I mean, just watching David Duchovny like drink coffee and eat pie is worth <laughs> hours of life invested. Moving on, Brett Easton Ellis. Yep, uh, the author <clears throat> of American Psycho is making his directorial debut with a new series for full screen, forthcoming standalone video service. The project titled "The Deleted" is described as a thriller about the disappearance of three people in Los Angeles. Although they seem to be unconnected to each other, the deaths deaths trigger the collective paranoia of a group of 20-somethings who recently escaped from a cult. Ellis, the best-selling author of The Rules of Attraction and Less Than Zero, wrote and produced 2013 Lindsay Lohan-starred The Canyons and has directed two short films, but The Deleted will be his first time directing a serialized project what brett easton ellis the man the yeah legend opinions yeah excited yeah be dude, interesting it's be cool should be cool did you watch the canyons no i did not see the canyons i remember just reading about the whole kind of controversy i mean that was when Lindsay lohan was at the kind of peak of her yeah. misbehavior wasn't it and she, oh I, yeah i heard lots of stories about sort of the trouble she brought on to set but i never saw it did you see it no i never saw it and also this guy's short film yeah yeah we'll have to see yeah if you're out there and are listening to this podcast shoot us a tweet with a link to your short film <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and d- dm me yeah. the password on vimeo yeah exactly <laughs> thanks brett thank you <laughs> a bollywood comic book movie stanley's first indian superhero character chakra chakra <laughs> launched oh god i want to kill myself jesus oh gee i'm so depressed oh my god all right here we go back uh- in it Oh Jesus! Do you need Do you need a hand? I, I need a no. I don't need a hand. I'm gonna get through it. It launched in 2011, has been greenlit, and will be made into a live action Bollywood film directed by Vic. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you you son of a bitch! Vic Madhadi Matwane, whose debut. Sorry, can you say that again? I didn't quite get it. film screened at the Cannes Festival. It's actually not that hard. Vikramaditya and Motwani. Yeah. Any mispronunciation is an insult to the entire population of India, so. Mm. Well, (laughs) in May, I'm marrying an Indian woman. There you go. So I think that's a hall pass for life. 
Well, there you go. Lucky you. <laughs> the character launched as a comic book. Oh, I've just picked up the, the worst sentence of all time. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. That's Stanley, Indian character, Bollywood film, live action. Should be cool. Yeah, it should be cool. Are you a Bollywood fan? Uh, I can't say I've watched many Bollywood films. I've, yeah, I've never watched a full Bollywood film, but I've definitely witnessed some great Bollywood scenes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got the biggest film industry outside of here, right? It's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah, I think Bollywood is bigger than Hollywood. Wow. I mean, in terms of like profitability, like yeah, it's yeah. actually bigger. Bigger budgets, bigger everything. I'm living in the wrong country. I know. You gotta go. You gotta go out there. Be my, a star. My friend, who's oh, I wonder if I should mention this or not, but he's not listening. My friend, who's <laughs> the son of um, Ben Kingsley, would yep. get like offers in his mail all the time to like be in like Bollywood movies and stuff. Really? Just because of his dad. like, And his dad's not even Indian. That's yeah, the yeah. funny part. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. Let me just say that again. Yeah, say that yeah, again. Dwayne The Rock. Rock <laughs> hard. Johnson. Oh, Fifty Shades. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gay. Fifty on the Shades of The Rock. Johnson uh, has confirmed on his Instagram that he'll produce and star in Jumanji. This makes me so fucking mad. I know. This is insane. I, I, like, this fucking, is insane. <laughs> I don't know if I can read this. Yeah, read it and we'll discuss. A remake of the 1995 film starring Robin Williams in a pair of sneakers. The actor and his production company, Steve Buck's Productions, plan to edge up the script. Kevin Hart is rumored to be attached to the project. Shooting, many st shooting may start as early as fall, depending on Johnson's busy schedule. But he's... Uh, whatever. Currently, he is shooting Baywatch, so that gives you an idea, which he'll uh, then follow up with Fast Eight, so that gives you another idea. And the next logical thing is Jumanji. So, yeah. um, oh, also season three of Ballers, he's fitting in. So yeah, I guess he's quite busy. He's a busy guy. And although it might uh, get pushed back, New Line's uh, video game adaptation of uh, Rampage as well. <laughs> so a lot on his plate. He's doing uh, Baywatch, Fast Eight, Ballers. Rampage and Jumanji, logically. <laughs> yeah, so Jumanji. I mean, uh, I was at a friend's. I'm not pointing at anything. I'm pointing over there, but not because I need. Anyway, that's not important to our listeners. Jumanji, I was watching the original uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I did too. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. and awesome. Great film. Yeah, Robert it's a great movie. Awesome movie. I, interesting to see how The Rock is going to. I mean, that was my cat if you heard that. Um, How he's going to drop into this film and remake it. I mean, my guess is he's going to come out of a helicopter mm -hmm. and throw the Jumanji board game really hard, and it'll probably explode against a, yeah. a tanker, a gas tanker that just happened to be driving by. I mean, it was just yeah. a coincidence the gas tanker was going down the road at the time that Dwayne The Rock Johnson threw the Jumanji board. Yeah. And the epic explosion that followed was purely a coincidence. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to be him struggling against fucking insects and bugs and shit. And, and it's like, just not the point. It's not the point. It's, it's not the point. A comedian. I would rather Louis C.K. <laughs> that be, would be like, amazing. That would be great. If you're like, what the fuck are these beat? You know what I mean? Like, oh God, like that would be great. Uh, so Dwayne, the rock Johnson, if you're listening, uh, you've got your production team on it. Maybe just maybe take a step back on this project and get Louis C.K. to, uh, yeah. To help with Call film. up your bud, Louis C.K. I know you yeah. guys are always talking, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and just be like, Louis, 
You want this one? Yeah, you want this one? I'll, I'll still be on board. I'll produce it. Uh, you know, but but you take this. Or I'd be okay with The Rock doing Jumanji if Louis C.K. did Fast Eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there you go, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You've and that's, been told. That's all the blowing I have mouth for today. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you for your blowdown. You're welcome. Sorry, sorry for that mid-depressive uh, lapse. No, that's okay. okay. Uh, you know, sometimes through this podcast, I want to kill myself too. <laughs> I think it's a normal reaction we all have. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. It's good to know. Uh, so yeah, moving on to game news. Uh, number one. Yesterday, Sony released the final trailer for Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Uh, this new video teases out some story elements and showcases some of the action sequences. A Thief's End is now due to launch on May 10 for PlayStation 4. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be awesome. It looks fucking crazy. Uh, it's the final game that Naughty Dog planned to make. Um, but That's a production company too, not a sole dog. Yeah, yeah. But it may not be the last game in the series. Uh, creative director Neil Druckmann uh, said he would be happy to see another studio make Uncharted 5. Have you seen any of the trailers for this? No, I haven't seen a single trailer. Um, God, it, it looks mind-blowing. I mean, Uncharted 4 is... Uh, Uncharted, the series, is incredibly... Um, it's like the most cinematic game I've ever played. Hmm. It's like, you know, you, ha you have these big moments where you're going through these huge action set pieces and you're controlling it and you're in the action and it, and it just is so cinematic. Mm. Um, it's just incredible. And then to top it off, like other than those bits, like uh, narratively and the voice acting is of such a high quality. Yeah, you're literally playing like three movies in one game. Dope. It's so much fun. So much fun. So And this one just looks like a, a level above uh, the previous one, which was awesome. But that was obviously last generation console. So very excited. Uh, number two, Gears of War 4 multiplayer beta is now available to all Xbox Live Gold members and we'll be able to play, uh, you'll be able to play the beta on your Xbox One. This follows an early access period that ran from April 18 to 24, which was offered to people who played the Gears of War Ultimate Edition before April 11. This beta period runs through May 1st. Again, this is a massive, massive game. I've only played one of them. Uh, Al was talking about this a few weeks back about Gears of War like outselling uh, all PlayStation games combined like for the year when they would come out. Insane. Um, so yeah, this this release of this new one's going to be huge. It'll be interesting to see because I think there's been quite a few years between games of War, uh, Gears of War 3 and this one. So it'll be interesting to see if it picks up where it left off. But I mean, I feel like gamers are such like loyal fans mm. to their, their games. You know what I mean? Mm. That it will probably have a huge... Uh, yeah, that huge, huge release. It'll make a, it'll make a few, uh, a few people turn their heads. Yeah, it'll, I'm sure it'll sell a couple of copies at least. Sure. Yeah. Um, three creator of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, has confirmed that season three of Telltale's The Walking Dead will feature recurring, ca uh, recurring star Clementine, but hints that we may be seeing an older version of her. Kirkman revealed the news in a new video about Telltale's adaptations. Uh, we'll be checking in on Clementine again, he explains. So we'll be seeing her, seeing where she's at and what's going on with her, which is going to be great. However, he also explains that season three will actually be getting pretty close to where we are in the comics currently. Like the books that are coming out now um, 
are roughly in the same time frame that season three will be in. He goes on, I think that there will be some more comic book elements that will be working in some interesting ways. I don't want to reveal too much, but I'll definitely it'll definitely go hand in hand with the comics a little bit more than season two did. Kirkman does not clarify whether Clementine, Clementine will remain a central character. Anyway, there, there's no specific release date, as is the case with all these Telltale games, but it should arrive sometime this year. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Nate, if you've never played them, I definitely recommend going back. You can get them on Xbox, actually. Um, the Walking Dead Telltale games. Um, yeah, episodic. Um, again, one of those games, interactive in the sense where your consequences and actions um, have consequences in later episodes or later in that episode um, between different characters. And it's, um, yeah, so well written, beautifully designed and, and drawn um yeah cool, so much fun yeah, like dude, you really you really <clears throat> i really invested in those first two um yeah so i'm really excited about that uh moving on in a recent interview tekken series producer and sometimes voice actor katsuhiro harada revealed <laughs> i feel like you nailed the first name maybe the second name katsuhiro harada yeah, pretty good. Better than I did with the Indian name. Jesus. Katsuhiro Harada. Yeah, I just don't know about the da sound. Harada. <laughs> Harata. <laughs> Revealed that Tekken... Now, I don't know if this is called Tekken vs. Street Fighter or Tekken X Street Fighter or Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Either way, it's on hold for the moment, he said. He probably said that in Japanese, but he said it's on hold. Mm -hmm. uh, though he didn't specify how long that might last. The producer cited the re recent release of Street Fighter V and the upcoming release of Tekken 7 as factors in the decision. Uh, mm. Yeah, you know what he said? He mm. said, we don't want to split these communities. Why would you? So a good window in which to release Tekken cross Street Fighter uh -huh. is something that's become difficult recently. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, the thing is, Tekken... Uh, cross Street Fighter I'm going to stick with that was announced in July of 2010 it was ah. six years ago alongside a Capcom developed it was announced alongside a Capcom developed project called Street Fighter Cross Tekken not the other way around who's crossing who? I know the pair of games were meant to include elements from their respective studios uh, with characters from both series now Street Fighter Cross Tekken did make it to the market but we're still some ways off from Tekken Cross Street Fighter Right. Moving on, Square Enix has given precise details of when the newest chapter of its episodic Hitman series will be available. Be available. Sapienza, which arrives on April 26, so when you're listening to this, uh, takes place in an Italian seacoast setting with many unique areas for Agent 47 to explore, including a mansion and a medieval church. Uh, so yeah, if you have that game and you're waiting for the release times... Uh, go online and Explore find that. out because I don't want to read them all out to you. <laughs> you got to check out that mansion and that medieval church. Yeah. You got to know what's in there. My yeah. guess is people with guns, but that's just a guess. Well, hidden guns, perhaps. Mm. And you got to find out who to assassinate. Very good. Uh, number six. Now, this is an interesting piece of news. Um, it's something I know very little about, but there are esports organizations. Mm -hmm. So there's leagues uh, where people play professionally video games. Right. Um, um, and within these leagues, there are teams, and within the teams, there are members who play different video games. So anyway, the, the, anyway, the major esports organization, Electronic Sports League, the ESL, mm -hmm. is severing ties with adult website, Uporn's professional gaming team, Team YP. 
Team YP. Does that yeah. have some kind of gross pun or YP jelly? <laughs> KY don't. <laughs> Uh, this is being done in the wake of an existing rule that block sponsors who are widely known for <laughs> pornographic or other adult mature themes and products. Now, they don't only sell porn. They also have porn memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So, you know, I, th- I think this is a controversial ruling. Certainly one that will divide the gaming community. I know. I, more I, about feel, it at I, uporn. I feel like uh, these com. two things go hand in hand. Yeah. Gaming in the left hand and... <laughs> In the right hand. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, now, the Team YP tried on numerous occasions to alter its branding. Sure. Uh, to appease the ESL, including changing its logo. Uh-huh. I don't know what the old logo <laughs> was. <laughs> I'm guessing it was a cock and ball. <laughs> yeah. Cock and balls holding a controller. Um, <laughs> and they changed their name to say YP instead of Uporn. Ah. Uh, additionally, the organiza- uh, organization adjusted its CEO so that when people search for Team YP on Google, position. Sure. they wound up at a safe for work Team YP site and not the Triple X site. Uh-huh. Now, here's a quote from Team YP manager Claire Fisher. She said, I'm disappointed that Team YP's growth. Why does she have that voice? I don't understand. I, I, I'm disappointed that Team uh-huh. YP's growth has been stunted by oh. this decision. Not to mention the effect that this will have in our roster of players. Um, yeah, anyway, I just thought that was interesting news. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting bit of news. Anyway, if you're really interested in the subject, you can go to, like I said, you yeah. can go to youporn.com yeah. and just click on info and then scroll yeah, to yeah. the bottom. You might see some uh, unseemly advertisements and uh, yeah. you can read all about it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But, well, let's say we support Team YP on this one. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, <laughs> on the back of your news about the Borderlands film being greenlit right. um, and having a writer attached to it, yep. uh, developer Gearbox has confirmed that they'll start work on Borderlands 3 after the launch of Battleborn next month. Gearbox software CEO Randy Pitchford teased some new details about the next Borderlands game. He started off by confirming that, obviously, there is going to be another Borderlands. He also warned against getting too attached to that name as he added, we don't even know if we're going to call it that. Oh, uh, Scott Kester, who is the art director for Borderlands 2, is confirmed for this project, as well as uh, Gearbox chief creative Mikey Newman, who wrote uh, Gearbox's mainline Brothers in Arms games, uh, is attached to write. Oh, cool. And that's it. That is the game news. Oh. And that is Nate's Blowdown. All right. There it is. <clears throat> so I guess we're going to move on to a little uh, section. Um I think we'll skip that bit. Yep. Um, Actually, I will just mention those. I won't talk yeah, about yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, just a few trailers dropped this week. If you haven't seen them, uh, one was the last trailer for Xbox, uh, Xbox, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, there's also a trailer for Independence Day 2, the second trailer, which looks just crazy ridiculous. Um, and the new Jason Bourne film. Yeah, I saw the Bourne trailer. Yeah. It looks very borny. It looks very borny. Um, so check those out. Cool. Uh, but yeah, moving on, Nate. This is a section called Chris Pratt. Can you give us some money? <laughs> it stands for game releases. And movie releases. And movie releases. I said, Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? money? So this money. week. Money. Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Great. Coming out this week, uh, Friday, April 29th. Uh, first film. Uh, coming out, we've talked about this a bit before. I think it's directed by Jeremy Saulnier. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Who directed 
the great indie film Blue Ruin. It's called Green Room. Uh, it's sort of like a thriller horror film. Um, after witnessing a murder, a punk rock band is forced into a vicious fight for survival against a group of... I can never say this word. Maniacal. Maniacal. I always have to get my head around it. <laughs> Ma- maniacal? <laughs> maniacal skidheads. Uh, it, stands, it stars Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots, Alia Shawkat, and Sir Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. So uh, that one looks really, really cool. Um, I love Patrick Stewart in anything where he's not like a good guy. Oh, yeah. He's such a good bad guy. Yeah, he looks particularly vicious and sinister in this. Yeah, I guess he had a pretty hard upbringing. And so I heard an interview with him where he was like, yeah, definitely the darker roles I relate to a lot more. Ironically, I always got cast as like the good guy, the yeah, general. Yeah. But he's like, what I really love to play is the murdering maniac. And we should and let him. We should. We should let him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one looks that really looks cool. Uh, have you seen the trailer for that? No, I haven't seen the trailer. I got to check that out. Definitely check that out. Uh, also coming out is Keanu, uh, which stars Key and Peele, or Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. I never know which one's which. Yeah, neither do I. Um, Will Fort and Method Man. This is a, a comedy <laughs> film written by Jordan Peele and Alex Rubens. And it's about two friends who hatch a plot to retrieve a stolen kitten by posing as drug dealers for a street gang. Interesting. Uh, looks just crazy ridiculous. Uh, I think for Key and Peele fans, if you like their their comedy and their, their sketch show, then this movie is definitely for you. Yeah. They've uh, got some funny sketch stuff. They do. They've they really do. Really good stuff. They've got some good stuff. Yeah, uh, do you think it's called... Why, why, why do you think it's called Keanu? Keanu is actually the name of the kitten they're looking for. Yeah. Also the name of a famous actor yeah i wonder if they think that they're gonna get like people being like oh i guess i could watch a keanu movie (laughs) is this about his life (laughs) (laughs) this is basically like yeah a a document a documentary about keanu right yeah but it's a complete yeah it's a complete metaphor of symbolic kind of cat searching metaphor yeah exactly interesting um so yeah and it was interesting that they were attached to write his you know biopic um But they've, they've approached it in a really interesting way. Uh, they, moving, they, well, they also wrote Captain America, right? The version with George Clooney. George Clooney, which yeah. is coming out in 2018? No, at the end of 2017. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Captain World America. War Three, I think it was. Yeah. Captain, <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain America World War Three. Uh, yeah. Moving on, and I think this is uh, one that you and I will probably have to go and see together, Nate. It's uh, called Mother's Day. Um, directed by Gary Marshall, starring Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, and, J- and Jason Sudeikis. It's about three generations that come together in the week leading up to Mother's Day. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we, what are we brothers or something? Do you, you have something you need to tell me? Is there something, are we related somehow? Is like a, uh, I'm your mother. I knew I kind of knew that all along, but now that you're saying it to me, it's like my eyes are welling up mm. and I just don't know. Yep. Can I? Would it be awkward to nuzzle? <laughs> would that be crossing the the bounds? Mm-hmm. Nuzzle on my bosom. <laughs> Fifty Shades. Uh, also coming out. <laughs> Fifty Shades, dude. I think we have the title for our episode. Fifty <laughs> Shades of Gay. <laughs> uh, also coming out uh, is uh, the Man Who Knew Infinity, which uh, is directed and written by Matt Brown, stars Dev Patel, Jeremy Irons, and Toby Jones. Um, this is a really interesting story. It's about a Man, this is based on a true story um, set during World War One, uh, about an Indian man from Madras called 
Srinivasa Ramun- Ramunujan, um, who earns admittance to Cambridge University um, during World War I, where he becomes a pioneer in mathematical theories with the guidance of his professor, G.H.R. Hardy. Um, yeah, so Ramunujan, Ram- Ramunujan, God, I got my own back after laughing at you and your pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Srinivas. Uh, he was a mathematical genius. Uh, and actually, the thing that I wanted to mention about this story is that the famous theatre company in London, Complicite, um, did a play called A Disappearing Number, which is about this story as well, but sort of is paralleled with a contemporary story, um, which was incredible. Like, it's incredible, like, eye-opening why would you have that smirk on your face, though? What's what do you, what do you, what do you... No, that, that smirk is just reflecting back on this play, on oh, a disappearing right. number, uh, because it just makes... Wait, I think I may have seen that. It makes sort of like complex mathematics and string theory incredibly beautiful and and uh, and sort of like... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm lost for words now, but it's a beautiful play, um, and and but, but tells that same man's story. Cool. Um, so if you can ever... If, if they ever uh, filmed that production and you can watch it online somewhere, I would say watch a disappearing number rather than the film. <laughs> but the film is coming out this Friday. Well, uh, the film might be really good. Who knows? Yeah, the film might be really good. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, interesting. Cool. Anyway, um, also coming out uh, for a Netflix release is a spe- um, Special Correspondence, which is written and directed by Ricky Gervais, starring Ricky Gervais, Vera Farmiga, Eric Banner, and America Ferreira. It's about a radio journalist and his technician that get in over their heads when they hatch a scheme to fake their own kidnapping during a rebel uprising in South America and hide out in New York instead. Um, I bet that's going to be fun. When does that come out? That comes out on Friday as well. I think it, I'm not sure if it's getting a cinematic release now. I know that Netflix have purchased it, so it may only be released on Netflix. Oh, cool. Um, So yeah, you can watch that on Friday. Uh, And finally coming out is Ratchet and Clank. Um, based on the video game. This is a animation. Um, yeah, when the galaxy comes under the threat of a nefarious space captain, a mechanic, and his newfound robot ally, ally join an elite squad of combatants to save the universe. Dope. So that's it. Those are this week's releases. There are a few there. Yeah, that's some decent stuff. It's yeah. There have been worse weeks. There have been worse weeks. There's a few definitely uh, in that list. I would probably, my pick would probably be Green Room, I think. There is another Mother's Day movie coming out. But I forget what it's called. Um, or it's not specifically about Mother's Day, but it's, right. a, it's definitely like a mom relationship. But I can't remember. I'm going to have to get back to you. All right. Um, yeah. Any of those you go see or would you just wait till the... I mean, I think um, Keanu would probably be funny, but mm-hmm. probably I'd get kind of bored of it. I mean, there's only so much Keanu Peele I can take before I kind of am like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, the green room looks cool. Also, the man who... Um, what is it? New Infinity mm-hmm. looks really cool too, because I don't know. I I I'm, I get interested in the subject of mathematics so long yeah. as I don't have to study it. You yeah. know what I mean? If I can just like hear the trippy philosophy about it, I'd yeah. do great. And I no, feel like I've learned. I I am completely on the same boat. Like to to hear it spoken about and yeah. almost like in a philosophical spiritual yeah. way is yeah, incredible. Yeah. But to have to study and to like <laughs> equate is not. I mean, that, that was my problem in school was that I, I liked the look of it and I liked these formulas that I could write out in my textbooks, <laughs> but they were never right. <laughs> they were terribly, terribly boy, did they look beautiful <laughs> on that page. Um, <laughs> moving on to game releases. I'll just uh, quickly rush through this. Um, yeah, nothing major. Uh, Hitman Episode 2 obviously is coming out. 
We've also got King's Quest Chapter 3, Once Upon a Climb. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest, the definitive edition, is being released on PC. Um, also, these games might not be real, but uh, let's just say them anyway. If you're interested, Alien vs. Pinball on all consoles. Not and a real game. Mac and PC. Alienation on PS4. Not a real game. Um, Hearthstone, Whispers of the Old Gods on PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. I do like that could be a game. Hypo Devil Devotion Noir. Not a real word. Goddess Blackheart. Um, <laughs> Party Hard on Xbox One and PS4. Rocket Birds 2 Evolution on PS4. The Song of Tyrion on PC, Max, and Linux. And Stranger of Sword City on the Vita. And that, my friend, is this week's releases. Booyakasha! I'm going to quickly move on to this weekend's uh, box offices, uh, box office takings. Uh-huh. Top 20 films of this weekend uh, that has just passed. Let me Com- just guess. Number one, The Jungle Book. You got it. All right. Number two, uh, what's, I, I don't know, number two. Uh, Huntsman's. Yeah. The course. Huntsman. Yeah, Winter's War. Number three. I wonder if Barbershop took the number three spot. Oh, you got it. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did I? Barbershop, the oh, next cut. Oh, crazy. How good am I? Okay. I'm just going to say a number okay. and you tell me right. if you know what it is. Uh, um, 15. Fuck, 15. All right, so let me see. Deadpool is probably pretty close to be down in that 15 area, but... Yeah, close. What was that movie? Like, Everybody Wants Some? What? No, did I get it? <laughs> got it. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. What? All right, that's it, because I don't want to ruin my luck now. I think, I've, I think I'm think i at uh, capacity for good luck. With yep, you. no, you, you did fucking well. You got the top three, Jungle Book, The Huntsman, uh, Winter's War at number two, number three, Barbershop. Zootopia is still at number four. Batman vs Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, Justice is at six. Damn, what uh, a I was steep reading. Decline. I was reading today that has now um, passed the I think Iron Man and Iron Man two in box office takings. Holy crap! Um, there was an article I found on what website, but basically talking about how, yeah, like DC is. This is like obviously the film that is introducing the DC universe, mm-hmm. um, and that that is sort of a, like showing that it's it's ready to play with the big boys being mm. marvel who have sort of like a 10-year head start on them yeah as far yeah. as creating that cinematic universe right right, right 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 um yeah so this week uh out of any of those films that are coming out this week nate do you see the um top three changing at all i mean look i'm guessing what like my big fat greek wedding two is like t- nine or eight or nine or something mm-hmm. what is it it's like yeah it's like eight it's eight Fuck you're good. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm guessing people are kind of like the word of mouth is going to start to get out about the the how how great the my big fat Greek wedding movie is. <laughs> so I'm going to say that's going to come in at number one. I think <laughs> Jungle Book's going to take the number two spot. Yep. And indeed, I think the Huntsman will probably stick with the number three spot. Yeah. No, that is a, that's a, that's a pretty good guess. I I'll probably just go with you on that one. Uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding I mean, is going to jump from seventh back up to number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't leave my apartment without someone running up to me and saying, "Have you seen the My Big Fat yeah. Greek Wedding two movie?" Like, yeah, know, like, exactly. So yeah. People and I was like, "What? I was just about to get a feta salad." Yeah, exactly. You know? People are going crazy. They're eating Greek food every day. Dude, it's like uh, a big in, uh, resurgence. You know, and I and I will just say that my big fat Greek wedding this past weekend took two million. Uh, Jungle Book took sixty-one million. So, but I have no doubt those numbers. <laughs> those I mean, numbers look, will flip around. The Jungle Book. I mean, it's it doesn't have the legs that my my big fat Greek wedding too mm, has. Yeah, but but not by a long shot. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I mean, how many, how long do you have to, does the Jungle Book have to be out for you to realize that a kid stuck in a jungle is, that's child abuse? Um, I knew it from the first time I saw the trailer. There you go. Yeah. You look at a big fat Greek wedding and you think, I, I, I want my kids to see this. You want my kids to see this. You want to go out and you want to buy some feta. You want to, <laughs> you want to eat dolmas. If you want a great night at the movies. Have some, some feta, some dolmas, <laughs> some baba ganoush. Yeah. Head to the movie theater and have a little fiesta. Yeah. Greek style. Get some moussaka. Just eat it all. Yeah. So Actually, in all seriousness, though, I could actually see Zootopia climbing back into the number three spot. What? Is that crazy? Like... In all seriousness, because I everyone has actually told me how fucking good that movie is. So what you're thinking? And I really want to see it, and I feel like if I'm in any way tapped into a cultural pulse, which I think most people who I know would say that I'm not, uh, would suggest it's gonna it's gonna do well. It'll 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 uh, it'll have some legs. Mm. It's quite possible because I mean I don't know if any of this week's uh, releases. Are gonna really oh, actually Keanu could Keanu serious, could. I, could I see Keanu more in like a number four spot interesting personally. okay okay who knows who knows but that's it that is our box office for this week and that's our box office guesses you got any indie, indie shout outs today I do I, I came across something today uh, when I was getting some of the news together um, which I thought was really interesting and I really want to share um uh, we've talked about in the past sort of the ethos of uh, Tessellate um, and how Al wants to kind of create a hub for like-minded creative people to, to support each other in their work and um, whether it just be like moral support or support with equipment or people coming on board to, to work on people's various projects. That's sort of the environment we've got here. So... You know, we like to talk about that. We've also talked about in the past of, um, you know, if you, you know, now in this digital age, it's it it can be much easier to go out and shoot something, and that you know, you know, it's 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 good to always encourage people. Like, if you've got an idea or you've got a script or you, ha- you know, just go out, grab grab a camera, grab friends, and go shoot something. It's like the easiest way to to fail and to learn and to grow and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, in the past, obviously, and well, still now, to shoot on film is incredibly expensive and incredibly difficult. Prohibitively expensive. Yeah, if you like, want to yeah. make that jump. Um, and, I mean, I'm not a director, but you are, Nate. Is, is shooting on film, do you think, kind of something that a lot of directors still aim for or wanted to do? Or, you know, if they had a choice, would a lot of people choose film? Or do you think it's kind of... A lot of people would choose film. A lot of people believe that like something in the live quality of film and the preciousness of film actually like enhance the not only the actual the quality of the image but also the quality of the um the atmosphere on set yeah because you're you feel like what you're doing or the performances are actually like impacting a substance physically Mm -hmm. and also because there's a sort of preciousness with film where you don't want to just like let it roll forever it's like yeah it's like action and something's got to happen yeah so a lot of directors I know would choose to shoot on film. And the other benefit is that like, if you're looking at the way that like light interacts, which with like a digital camera, most of the time it's like a straight line, Mm -hmm. just sort of shoots up in a straight line. Whereas like film produces a kind of grain that makes uh, 
the dynamic range kind of like bounce a little bit and waver, which is actually closer to the human eye. Human eye, you see like more variations. In like, yeah. Or at least that feels right. Yeah. I don't know if I've described that exactly right, but um, those are the major benefits of, of shooting on film. I personally don't um, believe in film as something that is like I'm something like I'm passionate to shoot on film because I grew up and I trained on digital cameras. Yeah. For one. And also because when I see an image that's shot on film and an image that's shot on a digital camera with decent color correction and maybe some noise reduction or a specific kind of noise quality that's added later on in post, you cannot tell the difference. Yeah. And the other thing is that even if you are shooting on film, you're not going to be editing on film. So you're going to have to convert it and it's going to become a digital medium anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like with, uh, uh, music recording these days you know a lot of people still like to record on analog yeah uh, on tape which yeah. is then still run through a digital machine at the end and right. digitized but it's about getting that kind of warmth and that quality yeah um, yeah um i mean it could very well be that i don't have a sharp enough eye to pick up on the difference yeah but i have heard stories of like big directors who like only ever want to shoot film and then their producers are like, please don't make a shoot on film. Yeah. And then they're dragged to houses where they're like, which one is shot on film? And mm -hmm. they can't tell. So, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely interesting. Definitely a, a big conversation. But also, yeah, I guess an artistic choice. Um, so, I mean, if you are interested in shooting on film. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to, I guess, throw a, uh, no, a no. kind of... Uh, uh, a contradictory perspective on this not uh, not, a, of, not at all I, I i think because i fully by the way i fully respect people shooting on film like i think that's a cool yeah. thing to do and i think that if you're into that then you should totally have the opportunity to do that and you don't now because it's yeah. so expensive to process you know? yeah yeah no that's that's great Nate. i wanted to hear you know your perspective as a director um um yeah knowing the kind of obstacles to shoot on film and whether whether it's something you sort of see yourself aiming towards in the future. So that was great. Um, so the point, the, the thing that I'm kind of leading into is that I came across an article on filmmaker magazine, um, by Paula Bernstein. Um, and it's about Kodak and Kickstarter launching a program for indie filmmakers to shoot on film. Uh, the program is open to cinematographers launching a Kickstarter campaign in order to bring their vision to life using 35 millimeter, um, millimeter or 60 millimeter film. Um, yeah, so basically over the past year, Kodak has been working to get the word out that shooting on film is a possibility even for low budget indies. Um, so along with Kickstarter, they've announced this new initiative. Uh, basically what will happen is that, yeah, if you start a Kickstarter campaign for your vision, um, the program will select participants. Kodak will provide either 35 millimeter or 60 millimeter film, negative, intermediate, or print stock of the filmmaker's choice, free of charge, correlating to the amount of money raised by the Kickstarter campaign. 20% match of the first 100,000 raised by the filmmaker on Kickstarter, blah, blah, blah. There's details on there. Um, oh, wow. That's amazing. That's, uh, that's a crazy idea. Yeah, so Kodak will also provide discounted pricing to participating filmmakers on supplemental motion picture film purchases for the project. Um, and to further support the participants as part of the program, William Morris and Deva's Global Finance and Distribution Group will mentor the filmmakers on packaging, financing, and sales strategy. William Morris? Yeah. The cigarette company? 
William Morris no, Endeavor. Endeavor. The, the, oh, the, yeah. the agency. Yeah, the agency. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, William Morris Endeavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. uh, I always forget that they're talent the same. Agency, yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah. Kodak understands that artists working at all budget levels strive to tell oh, their stories God, with dude, the unique I, I, quality. This, yeah. this, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you. This is crazy. This is crazy. If you're fucking raising money on a... Okay, now I'm going to get really opinionated. Go here. for it. Go for if it. If you're fucking raising money on a Kickstarter and you're asking all your friends for money and then you're going to go back and like hit up some film incentive because you're going to save 20 bucks on buying film but still end up paying a lot more because you are shooting on film you need to reevaluate your fucking priorities man renegotiate use that same money for an extra shooting day or fucking pay your actors a little bit better or your crew a little bit better and i guarantee you'll get like a better product than the difference between spending all your money on shooting and film and switching to digital because just getting a 20 percent discount off the money that you've raised for Kickstarter on a Kickstarter to shoot on film is still crazy because you're gonna pay for that in processing and post processing. So um, don't be suckered into this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that no, that's okay. This I went from an indie shout out to an indie shout at. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that is absolutely okay. I think. Uh, don't get yeah. suckered into this film business. Um, shoot it on digital. Do yourself a fucking favor. Add some grain later. Just pay for a colorist. There you go. You heard it first. From Nate Hertz. Go digital. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where to go. No, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of threw a wrench in the plan. No, abs- the no that's chat. absolutely fine. Uh, I mean, it's cool. If you like, if you're into that, just don't ask other people to pay for your what, weird film addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm alienating myself from a lot of filmmakers right now. But So, Nate Hertz, I'm not the, the digital I mean, guy. I am, look, I'm of a certain opinion on this not everyone no. but no I, I completely see where you're coming from if you raise that amount of money yeah and also like yeah. if you're like a filmmaker and you look at the, no, but the I mean, filmmakers then, now who are making great movies they're, they're not paying for anything though as far as the film goes no I thought I thought it was like they okay you raise 100 grand on Kickstarter and they'll give you 20% like 20 grand to shoot on film they'll pay for $20,000 worth With of film film yeah. right Okay, so I guess in that, right, that's a little bit better. But even still, they're probably going to end up paying more later because of, because because of it's on film. Yeah, yeah, because it's on film and post processing. And yeah. So anyway, okay. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Also, but they will also provide discounted pricing to participating filmmakers on supplemental motion picture film purchases. Supplemental motion picture film purchases. What does that mean? So- if if you're interested, if, if Nate and I have have tweaked your interest <laughs> by giving you a sort of very diverse uh, uh, and maybe not very clear idea <laughs> of, of what this actual program is. You, you, can, you, can, go, you can go on... <laughs> you can go on to filmmaker... <laughs> you can go on to com and uh, look up the article by <laughs> Paula Bernstein um, about the Kodak and Kickstarter launch program for indie filmmakers to shoot on film. Or you could use that time that you would be looking at that article on researching some filmmakers that you like and seeing if there's a correlation between mo- – I'm talking modern directors. Obviously, we're not mm-hmm. talking about Fellini. We're talking about modern directors. If the films that you like are all shot on – they're all shot on film, go ahead. Shoot on film. My guess is – that won't be the case. It'll be a diverse mixing. Yeah, no, that's and that's actually very interesting because 
you know, this is for indie filmmakers. And actually, the article then goes on to say, of course, many top filmmakers in Hollywood chewed on Kodak film, including Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino. And and then it mentions J.J. Abrams and Judd Apatow. And it's like, well, of course, those guys have the resources to do that yeah (laughs) so digital cameras are the indie filmmakers medium so basically going back to the start you can equally make a big heavy hitting list of directors who shoot on digital too so to go back to the start to uh this conversation i sort of mentioned tessellate being a supportive hub and i said uh if you in this digital age you can go out and shoot anything so if you've got an idea or a script pick up a camera Grab some friends. Go out and shoot it. Shoot it. Um, <laughs> right. Sorry about that, everyone. I apologize. Uh, Don't apologize. I thought that was uh, brilliant and uh, very, very informative. I got pissed off because uh, do you watch Project Greenlight at all? No, I haven't watched any all of right, It's a stupid fucking show. It's a stupid show, and it actually doesn't really represent what it's like to make a movie at all. Mm-hmm. Filmmakers. Okay, I'll just say that. Outside of that... It's kind of still fascinating to see how someone who's never made a feature, who doesn't really have anything but really like short film experience, tackle a feature film project with a pretty fucking massive budget and the backing of HBO with mm-hmm. all of the access that that provides. All right. Interesting to see as much as it's sort of dramatized and it's all bullshit in reality TV. Um, this guy on the last project, Greenlight, he was given the option to shoot for an extra week. And to have all these other benefits included, including like I think a perk, a financial perk, or to shoot in film. And he opted to shoot for film. Mm-hmm. And as a result, didn't have enough time to shoot his movie. Crucial scenes were lost. He had to rush takes. Ran out of money multiple times. Didn't really get the shots he needed. But it's shot on film. That all needs to be digitized yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? I, don't, I honestly don't get it. At the end of the day, when you're sitting in a dark room, and you're totally exposed because that's what every filmmaker goes through when it's projected up on a wall. It's like there's, you can't hide, right? It's like what's going to matter more to you really? Yeah, that the yeah. performances are there, that the ideas are fleshed out and that it's thoughtful and, and that it's you got the coverage that you needed to and the quality of sound was spot on. Or that there's this minute shift in grain, <laughs> yeah. tiny little imperceptible shift in grain that most people can't even see. <laughs> Think on that. No, that's a really good point. Do you do you feel though? There's never enough money. I mean, there's in la- for those you, the four people you named have enough money. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone else, we don't have enough money. Absolutely. Do you feel then? Uh, I mean, do you see film as something now that is just something that's romanticized and for people like it's, it's become like an idea of like, oh, I want to shoot a film because, yeah, because yeah. it's just become almost like this this idea of. Well, then it, the people don't necessarily think through because it's like this romanticized idea of like, oh, it's going to be better. It's going to look yeah, better. It's, yeah. That's going to make me give me more cred as a, uh, well, as a director, perhaps. People like to say it's like um, the difference between listening to a CD and listening to a record. Right. But that's not true because listening to a record is actually better and you can actually hear a certain buzz and there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, just as you said, a completely r- romanticized kind of view of what it is to be making a movie to be burning film to be smoking a cigarette and wearing a french beret it's it's a bunch of bullshit will will it die completely do you think do you see no you see we're at the end i think there'll always be people who would rather shoot on film Mm -hmm. and i think if you're used to not working within any kind of budgetary limitations then fucking enjoy yeah yeah for the rest of us 
if you're an indie filmmaker don't even fucking think about it <laughs> yeah don't even think about it yeah waste of money <laughs> wise words no that absolutely makes sense um but it looks like a great program and uh (laughs) (laughs) okay so date any plans for the week ahead um meeting up with uh uh producer um about starfish um al's feature and um that's on thursday um got some corporate video work throughout the week and um yeah just writing and um you know trying to stay hydrated how about you uh yeah, if you probably uh I'm on avail for a commercial job, hoping to book that this week. If not, it. it's all good. Move on to the next thing. Uh and that's it at the moment. Um cool man. Yeah, do you, do maybe a bit of writing lined up this week. No, nothing yet. Um yeah. well, so so I might use that time to to do a bit of writing. Cool but we'll man. see. Uh yeah. Guys, you've been listening to Geeks with Nate and myself. Uh, if you want to uh, listen to this podcast, you can go onto iTunes or you can go onto YouTube to type in We Are Tessellate. Subscribe because the more subscribers we have, the happier it makes us. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear our wonderful voices and share them with your friends and whatever. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at uh, We Are Tessellate on Twitter. You can also reach me at Alexander Chard on Twitter. And Nate, you are... What's your Twitter handle? At Nate Hertz. There you go. Yeah. Uh, send us any questions, any ideas you have, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to see. Also, uh, Tesla is always looking for people to uh, to sort of contribute. So if you are interested in writing reviews for films or music or TV shows, uh, drop us a line and we can we can talk about getting you involved somehow, which is always fun. You get to hang out with us and yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey up in here. Fifty Shades of Grey. So, I hope you enjoyed this two-man podcast this week. Next week, we'll be back to a full lineup, most likely. Uh, Al will be back in the country if they let him across the border. And we will be good to go. Booyakasha. Keep an eye out for any spoiler casts. And we are out. Geeks! Geeks! <laughs>